Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the Cats. And I'm Kyle Tucker of The Athletic, and together Curtis and I are here every day, Monday through Friday, talking to Cats. It's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. You can hear it right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. As you can probably tell, Kyle isn't on his normal connection, and we are not recording in person. He's out uh, traveling right now, but... Boy, has there been some news since we last podcast, which has only been 24 hours, but it's that time of year. Uh, a lot of announcements, uh, some other interesting notes in those announcements that I think were accidentally released. We'll get to all that. Uh, this edition of the show is uh, brought to you by La Rosa's. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. Kyle, uh, I tweeted out yesterday, uh, and I think people got this joke, it would really stink if you already had a podcast recorded and then Ashton Hagens announced that he was coming back, that happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. Within what, like three or four hours or less of us recording yep. our podcast, kind of breaking down what we thought would happen with all the decisions or where things stood. I had just released the story on the athletic Ashton went ahead and erased all doubt. Um, you know, I, I thought it was going to be, uh, I knew he was probably going to meet with John Calipari uh, yesterday, Tuesday. Uh, didn't know it was going to be as early in the day as it was, and I certainly didn't know it was going to be an immediate uh, decision. But, you know, as I had talked to Marvin Hagen's Ashton's dad, um, he had said to me earlier in the day like that they just completely trust Calipari, and whatever he told them, they were just waiting for their meeting with him. And I think Ashton may have been his first meeting uh, with the players waiting on that meeting for Cal pretty much to tell them what to do. And they were going to, uh, you know, more than likely just do what he said because they trusted his opinion over their own. And I guess that's exactly what happened. I mean, like, they had a meeting and Ashton puts out on Instagram that he's coming back and Kentucky makes it official and puts out a statement from Cal about meeting with him today, uh, yesterday. And So, you know, that uh, – that was a little bit of a surprise that it was so soon, but um, with PJ announcing that he's gone earlier in the day and Ashton that he's staying in the afternoon, I guess it kind of got the snowball going, and now we got to well, yeah, we're, probably we're going to get a steady stream of these. Yeah, because we're going to get into the Keldon uh, decision that was officially announced um, in just a bit and some things are around that, but I do want to kind of stay on Hagen's for a minute uh, because, A, uh, like I like the way he announced the the Instagram post. Kind of is becoming something that is happening pretty normally. That's like a way a lot of guys are announcing. But uh, his phrasing was <laughs> was was pretty great because he said um, on Instagram that I'm back like I forgot my keys. Hashtag year two. These kids today and their their little little <laughs> little phrases they're so clever I love them and I, like I'm not that that that's semi sarcastic in my tone there but I actually do love them that that's kind of fun uh, you referenced John Calipari uh, talking about Higgins uh, the, the statement he put out you know he tweeted it out as well I'll read it real quick uh, Calipari said I had a great meeting uh, with Ashton he had a wonderful season but he's not satisfied he said his desire was to come back and continue to grow and to do some special things at Kentucky that's all I needed to hear he's ready for the challenge and I'm all in with him 
Hagens on Twitter quote tweeted that and said, let's get it, dot, 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 goat emoji. I'm guessing he's talking about John Calipari uh, as the goat. But, you know, Kyle, here's the thing that I kind of wanted to dive in with you um, in this first segment here. You know, it's impossible to kind of figure this out, but, like, how much P.J. Washington comeback for a sophomore season made this decision for Higgins a little bit easier? Do you, How much do you kind of think that that, you know, made made it where he's not going to go through the process? He solved, like, the work that can be done, and that that's why it was immediate as opposed to him going through the combine and such. Yeah, I don't think it's insignificant. Um, you know, I've talked a lot about that, about how much I think that's going to be a part of PJ's legacy that he he made it cool again to come back to school. And, and like, you know, there was some like uh, grumbling on Twitter from some people I noticed yesterday about how why is everybody acting like he's the first guy who ever came back at Kentucky? And it's like, no, that's not what anybody's acting like. There have been a bunch, but none have helped themselves very much at all, and certainly not nearly as much as PJ Washington by coming back. Uh, guys who could have could have gone and would have been drafted but helped themselves enormously. They're few and far between, and PJ's going to stand right now as the example of, you know, you're projected in the 50s, now you might go in the lottery. A 40-spot jump is, is huge. You know, when you make many millions of dollars, that's huge. When you go from a piece of the, the thing to the leader of the team and an All-American, that's all stuff that, like, that, that's why you would want to come back. You know, you don't want to come back and just kind of slog through another year. You want to believe that if you can come back, if you come back, you can do something great. And P.J. is finally sort of an example in the Cal Perry era of that working out. And uh, for him to be right there with all these guys in a year where there's, like, you know, more than one guy that has kind of a, a weird decision to make. Even, and we'll talk about it more in a little bit, but even like Keldon Johnson, he's going to go in the first round, but, you know, he says he wants to be a lottery pick, and he, he, that, that language was interesting to me. So, like, guys can, can look at their teammate and say there is, mm-hmm. there is a path to, you know, improvement to, you know, bettering my financial situation by coming back to Kentucky. And in Ashton's case, I think it was like, of all those guys, it was one of the easier decisions. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, draft, draft position-wise, like he's exactly where P.J. was a year ago. He had like a good, solid season. He was a starter. He had some moments where he was a star. But he was inconsistent. And now he's projected in the 50s, exactly what P.J. was a year ago. And in his mind, if I come back, I shoot it a little better, I make, you know, I start finishing those layups that I've, astonishingly have not been able to finish, you know, cleaning up a few things. I'm, I'm a first rounder at, you know, at worst and maybe some, maybe even better than that. So I, I do think it's a, been a factor for Ashton. Yeah. And, and someone messaged me and asked, you know, why didn't Higgins go through the draft process to see where he stood? And I think the simple answer that you just laid out, it, it was pretty clear that where he stood was late in the second round and so there was no like improvement that was going to get him to the first round in these workouts. There was almost nothing you could do to jump up to the level where he probably would have been comfortable going in the draft. And you know, when we talk to guys like this, like specifically you remember Hamadou Diallo, like that that process can be a little bit draining. You're traveling a ton, you got things, you know, you're not working on your game, you're working out for teams. So like if I put myself in in Higgins's shoes, it's a situation where like 
I'm just going to focus on getting better myself as opposed to trying to prove myself to somebody, which is, you know, I think allows you to kind of get better uh, a little bit quicker. So that's just kind of me speculating about why he did that. I also did want to quickly touch on just some some kind of like talking points that I've seen. And Kyle, I don't know if you've seen these as well, uh, but they're just head scratching to me. Uh, some people have been dismissive about Higgins coming back. Uh, one one tweeter uh, said in multiple threads about how I don't I don't I wish he wouldn't have come back. The kid can't shoot. Uh, and then he also said that this is going to make Kentucky miss out on R.J. Hampton, which is a guy who isn't even in the 2019 class at this point. But that's a, a whole other deal. Um, but like the g- general sentiment about. Higgins is that, oh my gosh, Tyreek Maxey's going to come in and take his spot. I think we've tried to make it clear, at least you and I, Kyle, Maxey is, is a can-play point guard, but he's not the pure point guard. Higgins is going to have, unless unless something else shakes loose that we're not aware of at this moment, he's going to be the point guard on next year's Kentucky's team. And people who are, are saying, well, like he's not going to have a huge impact, I, I think that I, it's just but mind-blowing to me because I think he's going to be one of the best players on next season's team. Yeah, and I mean, R.J. Hampton, one, is not reclassified yet and may not, and two, is not a pure point guard either. He's yes. a combo guard uh, as well. And and three, I would say, like, a lot of, I would imagine the Venn diagram of people saying things like that who also complain about how they're sick of one and done is, it, there's probably, it's probably close to a circle. And, uh, you know, which is to say a lot of overlap. And you kind of, like, you can't have it both ways. Um, if you want some guys to come back and you want some continuity, this is what it looks like. Like you're not going to have a fully formed, perfectly polished guy go. I'm coming back because why? Like because if he's that, he's leaving. And so you have a guy who has shows flashes, has some holes in his game, you know, is up and down, and knows he needs to come back. And then you, the idea is that he'll be he'll improve on all those things in his second year, and there'll be the team will benefit from the fact that he is experienced and he's not overwhelmed by the moment. I mean, Ashton Hagen started basically every game, uh, certainly from you know late November on. He won some huge games for them, very much you know on his own. I mean, he won at Georgia mm-hmm. and a, with a huge amount of attention on him with a big offensive game. He, you know. I don't know if anybody was more important to their win over North Carolina than him with eight steals in that game. Um, you know, he's played in four NCAA tournament games now. Um, not insignificant. Won three of them and went to the wire in the other. Um, you know, to have a guy, to have your point guard back, especially knowing what Calipari expects and needs from point guards and how, you know, how steep a learning curve it is for freshmen to do that. And for him to have been in all these big moments already, I don't, I don't know how anyone could not want that back. Yeah, uh, and, and I think the number is probably small, but you just sort of like the the handful of people who say they didn't want him back stand out so much that it makes you take notice of them. But I would imagine almost everyone in the fan base, and certainly I imagine the coaching. Well, I, I know the coaching staff is excited that he's back. Yeah. Um, you want continuity there. There is not another pure point guard available right now. Maxi is not one. Uh, Emmanuel quickly is not. He's not the point guard. Um, and you know any of these other options out there. There's no guarantee you get them 
anyway. Yes. Like, I don't think Kentucky would be considered the leader for R.J. Hampton, regardless of what anybody else is doing. So, you know, be happy with what you got. <laughs> be happy that you finally got the thing you say you want is some continuity. And I think it's going to have great value for them. Yeah, I always kind of hesitate to, to mention those things because I feel like most of it is a minority. But when you you see it, when I saw it multiple places, I, I just wanted to point out like that how like just enjoy that as as a Kentucky fan, and and I'm going to enjoy it as someone who covers the team because I get to talk to a guy in his second year, and I really enjoy talking to Ashton Higgins. I thought he kind of grew as a personality off the court once he got more comfortable as the season went on. So I'm looking forward to talking to him next season. Um, coming up next, we are going to talk about another guy who. Are we going to be able to talk to him next season? We'll have to wait a little bit to find out, but we're going to be talking about Keldon Johnson. Um, But before that, I do want to tell you guys about La Rosa's Pizzeria, which is coming to Lexington very, very soon. The location will be over on Richmond Road, right next to the skyline. First Watch is going to be uh, right there, too, so you're going to be able to get breakfast, lunch, and dinner all in one location. Right now, La Rosa's is uh, looking for some awesome employees to join their team. Um, You can... You know, just do the, the classic stuff. Search La Rosa's jobs, La Rosa's Lexington job. You'll be able to find that. I'm also going to tweet out the link from the Locked On Kentucky account, how to get directly there. So if you're looking for, for some work in the Lexington area, uh, check out what La Rosa's has to offer. Uh, and, you know, once La Rosa's get here, you should obviously enjoy their delicious pizza. If you're up in the northern Kentucky or Cincinnati areas right now, you can go to your local La Rosa's, get their delicious pizza, pasta, salad. All of those are deliver are available for delivery, carryout, or dine-in, and they're all very delicious. So check out La Rosa's and get ready for the La Rosa's that's coming to Lexington in just a bit. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Keldon Johnson, Kyle, this... Um, this announcement was uh, rather interesting to kind of follow along on the, um, the, the emails we got this morning. Uh, we'll get to the discrepancies, the quote-unquote typos that we encountered <laughs> in, the, in the initial release, but I do want to start with Keldon Johnson. He has declared for the NBA draft, but is going to remain eligible to come back to Kentucky Kyle, are you surprised that he's leaving that uh, option open? Because I think most people kind of anticipated him to just go and, you know, be done and become a pro all the way. Yeah, kind of, I think most people expected it to be a lot like what PJ did and and some others that have already entered the draft have done, which is to say, you know, my intention is to stay in the draft. And a lot of people are clarifying that because it's, the rules have changed to the point that you can hire an agent and you can go through the process and still come back. And so there's a lot of ambiguity. And I think the guys that like are hell bent on going want to make clear that they're going and mm-hmm. not sort of leave it out there open to interpretation. And Kelvin Johnson didn't do that. And, and I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't just say like, I'm out of here. Um, and also he says in the release and his quote in the UK news release, you know, I want to be a lottery pick. If I am a lottery pick, I'm I'm gone. But if he's not, if he doesn't hear that he's a lottery pick, then what? Um, sounds to me like he didn't get in his feedback. Uh, I don't know what his grade was. I know Tyler Hero got non-lottery first round, which was 15 to 30 on his uh, most likely draft position from the 
uh, NBA's Underclassmen Advisory Committee. I'm guessing that the wording of that Keldon Johnson release means he maybe got that same grade, 15 to 30, instead of lottery like he hoped. And I would imagine he wants to go do these workouts in the combine and see if he can get to the end of that and hear, you know, we're going to take you in the lottery. If he doesn't, you know, if he's expected to go in the teens but not in the lottery, like, does, is that enough to send him back to school? I, I still think he ends up going because I think he's going to get to a point where he feels like he's going to be taken in the, whatever, top 20 picks, which is about where he's projected right now. But I, I certainly was intrigued by the language of this thing and the fact that the door is open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what I'm finding interesting about all this, and, and once you get, uh, you know, this happens in most draft seasons, but once you get past the top of the top, it is a pretty much a jumbled mess. And depending on who you're looking at, like I, Kyle, uh, you might not agree with this, but I feel like the three guys, if we're talking about the guys that are look to be possible first-rounders from these Kentucky, Keldon, Tyler, and P.J., I wouldn't be surprised if they all go pro and stay in, like any order that they come off the board. Because it seems like, depending on what you're looking for, they can go, you know, you can have them any, any way you want. I was listening to a, a national podcast that was, uh, it's Ryan Rossillo from ESPN, and he had uh, Mike Schmitz, who works for ESPN's draft department. And they both were higher on Hero than they were on P.J. Washington. And in all honesty, in their discussion of the Kentucky prospects, it seemed like Keldon Johnson was like a second thought. Like he was like, "Okay, yeah, he'll be a first rounder, but he's not on the same level as these guys." It's 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 a weird weird place, and I I think that's why probably Keldon is is right to do what he's doing because he needs to get this firm feedback. Because I feel like there is such a range for for specifically the two freshmen in, in Keldon and, and Hero. Yeah, and I think you know. The other piece of that is early in the year, he was the top 10 pick. Yes. You know, I mean, pretty universally, people had him, you know, seven, eight, nine, if, unless I'm misremembering that. Um, I'm pretty sure he was in a lot of people's top 10, and he stayed in the lottery for a long time, and he had some really inconsistent performances at times. You know, there was the, I mentioned Ashton Hagen's Georgia game. Kelvin Johnson, I believe, had zero points in that game. Um, and then the next game was the Auburn game where he was like sleepwalking in the beginning and got the uh, wake to bleep up from Ashton Hagen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he had some other games where he kind of disappeared. So, you know, there's a maturity thing there that you wonder, like, does he understand that I'm maybe I'm not, a, you know, just mature enough yet for the NBA? Maybe. Um, and th- did the NBA at some point during the season wake up to that? as well, and that's why we're seeing him slide a little bit on these draft boards. Um, I'll, I'll be re- it'll be really interesting. How does he do in this workout and combine circuit? Uh, how does he do in the interviews? Uh, if teams look at him and see some of the same inconsistency or have questions about maturity, you know, I would never have guessed Kelvin Johnson would come back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even entertained the possibility, and I still don't think he will. But that would be crazy. And also, one sort of problem for them is it would create a massive logjam if for some reason Keldon Johnson ends up coming back because then you've got a bunch of, you know, 6'6 six, six to 6'7 six, uh, 
uh, wing players next year. Well, that's uh, that's going to bring back to life uh, Keldon at the four because we got no other choice. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know maybe that maybe that would work. Yeah. So, but whenever that decision happens, because I guess what was the date? Uh, May 29th is the last day uh, to make that decision. So uh, we'll find out by then, and we'll, we'll let you know of any any updates we get. Uh, from those things obviously Keldon will be working out so there'll be people talking around him a ton so we'll keep you up to date on all those things the other thing that we're going to mention in just a minute is a part of the Keldon Johnson press release that was a typo uh, that might give us a little bit of insight into what Tyler Hero is going to do and we're going to be telling you about that next this is Locked On Kentucky your team every day so Kyle uh this quote from John Calipari in Keldon Johnson's decision to test the NBA waters inclu- included a little line, and I'll just read the full quote here from uh, John Calipari real quick. Keldon is a gym rat who has improved in all areas this season. Keldon has athleticism, physique, and skill set to compete at the high level in the league. His ability to make people around him better and willingness to share and be a great teammate is what set him apart when he goes through the workouts. Now, everyone listen up because this is the important part. Now I'm back to John Calipari's statement here. Like Tyler Hero is doing, I fully support his decision to go through the process and get all the information. Whatever he decides, he will have my full support. Kyle, did we miss some um, uh, uh, Tyler Hero announcing that he's going to test the NBA waters? Yeah, the uh, there was a follow-up email pretty quickly after that that described that piece of the quote as an inadvertent typo. And that uh, uh, clarifying that Tyler Hero has not made a decision at this time. Uh, I'm going to say he has. <laughs> I'm going to guess that this was not a typo, um, and that they are. You know, I, I know they like to space these things out. I would guess that tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we'll probably get a a, a real press release that. Uh, lets us know that Tyler Hero is doing exactly what Kelvin Johnson is doing and declaring and uh, going through the process and, you know, leaving open the door to come back uh, if he doesn't hear what he wants to hear. So that's my guess on what happens with Tyler Hero. And my guess is that someone over there did and got a, grabbed a quick quote or two from Calipari on Tyler Hero and Kelvin Johnson to have a news release ready. And uh, he probably had already talked about Tyler, and uh, was and sort of folded him into the statement about Keldon, and not knowing who would you know pull the trigger first. Keldon happened to be the one, and they got all out of order, and somebody let that slide through, and they had to scramble to fix it. And uh, now we all know what Tyler Hero's probably going to do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's slightly unfortunate, but I, I don't think it's the biggest deal in the world. Like, I don't think Tyler Hero's like throwing a temper tantrum over at the Joe Craft Center. Man, like, I can't believe you guys ruined my moment where I was gonna announce yeah. that I was thinking about Nothing. you know testing the waters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it was an announcement that I'm back or an announcement that I'm definitely gone, then then maybe you ruined his moment. But these announcements of the I'm gonna enter and we'll see what happens are really announcements of nothing. Yeah, they're... Uh, I mean, because, like, they're, they're, they're no more clarifying than, than before we knew anything. Like, they're still deciding is essentially what these are saying. So, it's not a big deal. It's not what you want to happen. 
you also would probably rather not have two D's in Kelvin's name on the uh, initial graphic mm-hmm. uh, announcing his um, his uh, decision. But we've all had bad days. Uh, I've certainly had typos, although not quotes that weren't supposed to be in the story, included in the story, but I've had plenty of typos and made uh, my fair share of mistakes over over the years. So whoever that happened to, I'm sure, is having a bad day at the office, and hopefully they'll get a little uh, grace and everybody will move on and not a big deal. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't think we're we're pointing it out to, to, to like wag a finger or anything, but I, I, I think to, to your initial point that it's pretty clear that it seems like they're anticipating Tyler to do the exact same thing. Keldon is the news here. Um, and so we're going to be in a situation that we're familiar with, Kyle, where we're going to be waiting for these guys, uh, for that deadline to come. I, I hope, just for everyone's sanity, it's not another Hamadou Diallo situation where we're waiting to the the very 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 last second and uh everyone's losing their mind like just staring at twitter um but uh, so we have uh, we're at a spot now where we're probably better off than we anticipated we're still i guess technically awaiting on on kind of announcements from the other guys you know um like ej montgomery and, and emmanuel quickly but you know, as we talked in the podcast before this one, uh, what those guys are kind of thinking. So if you have, if you miss that, go back and listen to it, um, and you'll kind of get an idea of, of where we think that they stand. And until they announce anything officially or until we get some kind of sourcing or information on it, we're not going to update it, a, a stuff a ton. Um, but I, I, I think it's, it's kind of nice to have like things set just a little bit, Kyle, because in some years – we're just completely out in the wilderness, and uh, those aren't fun times. Yeah, I mean, I think it's coming into focus. We knew PJ was leaving. Obviously, Reed's already gone. Um, and, you know, we all suspect that Kelvin and Tyler will go. Um, and we at least now pretty much know that both of them are going to, you know, give it a shot and see if they hear what they want to hear. Um, we know Ashton's back, and then, you know, the rest is just, is anybody going to make a, a head-scratching decision? Yeah. You know, all, all the major ones are pretty well on the table now. Yeah. You know, is, is he, are EJ or Nick going to make a head-scratching decision? My, you know, is Emmanuel quickly going to look for somewhere else to go? I don't think so. I've said that already yesterday. Like, I think Emmanuel quickly is a guy who's not even really exploring the NBA, and I don't think he wants to transfer. So I think quickly and Hagens are back. Um, you know, does Baker do anything, maybe? Those, but those are really... Um, all of those would kind of be like, wow, okay. I mean, like the the big the big decisions where guys have legitimate reason to pursue other avenues. Um, we kind of have a feel for now. Yeah, and that was the other thing that I really did want to mention as well uh, with the Hagen's decision, because uh, the other like slightly negative thing that I saw, and it's not super negative, it's the the classic "I'm going to be the smart guy" on the internet response, and it was, well, where was he going to go? Well, it's like, well, where was Isaiah Briscoe going to go? He yeah. still went pro. Where was Winion Gabriel going to go? He still went pro. Where is Isaiah Isaac Humphreys going to go? He still went pro. All those guys have, are now on the path to the league, so I'm not, like, knocking their decisions in the sense that, like, they're not being drafted and such. Uh, but, like, we've seen decisions where guys are like, what are you trying to do here? And they still go pro. So I think that's why Hagen's decision was such a thing, because he was just borderline hey. enough. Yeah. 
he was going to get drafted, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, where was he going to go? He was going to go to the NBA. Like, I know. What do you mean, where was he going to go? <laughs> Same uh, place PJ could have gone. It would have been late in the second round, but he would have gotten drafted and probably gone to the G League and, you know, whatever. Some guys want to do that. And it has become a thing that Kentucky people have to worry about um, because of all the names you listed, guys who've rolled the dice and bet on themselves. Um, so, yeah, there, was, there are a lot of places he could have gone. But uh, – I think he made a very wise decision coming back. I think he can make himself a bunch of money next year. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Uh, thanks again to La Rosa's for sponsoring. Um, please rate, please review, please subscribe. All those things really, really help. Uh, the biggest thing you can always do, as we tell you, is share the podcast with somebody else uh, who would enjoy. Be sure, be sure to be following along with Kyle Tucker. He's got some good stuff in the pipeline. Kyle, where can they follow you on social media? At Kyle Tucker underscore ATH. Read his work on The Athletic. Follow me at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. You can hear me on WLAP weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday mornings 9 to noon. Show, uh, follow the show account at Locked On UK. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. You are Locked On Kentucky. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer. Wait, it's not going to work. You're going to have to. Never mind. Just like we're normal. I'm thinking too much. Cause... Okay. All right, here we go. For real.